Welcome to the Mapped Out Money Podcast, where we help you use your money as a tool to do more of what matters. You're listening to episode number 68. And today's episode is sponsored by Ahead in 100. This is our group coaching program where we help you actually get ahead with your money. So if you're feeling behind with your money, if you're feeling like you just can't get a grasp on handling your finances, if you feel like you're not using your money in the best way you could to hit the goals that you have and do what matters to you, then I would encourage you to check out our program. It's a 100-day program where we walk you through uh, three steps to finally start using your money to do more of what matters to you. I know that as we come up on the end of the year, you're likely thinking about how you can use your money better in 2022 and finally start achieving some of the goals that you have for yourself. And I would love for you to check out our program and see if that's something that we can help you do. So go to aheadin100.com to learn more and see if it's a right fit. How about that new intro? Yeah, we've got one. We got a new intro. Mm-hmm. It took you a little bit to get the cadence down. I know it did. I was like, "Ooh, this is different." So if you um, if you follow us at all, you know that you know we put out we've put out less content this year, especially on YouTube. It's been hard to get into the right groove and cadence this year for a number of reasons. We just had a lot of adjustments. Yeah, made. a lot of adjustments, and as we go into the new year, we're really trying to. Uh, just focus more on what we want mapped out money to be and how we can uh, get into a really good rhythm of, you know, creating content both for our YouTube channel and this podcast every single week and getting that into a much more, I don't know, systemized process. If well, you will. we kept coming back to this idea of we want mapped out money to be a content machine. Yes. Um, but we don't just want it to be content for the sake of content. We want it to be valuable. Yep. And so then we started really talking about like, okay, why are we making, why are we putting stuff out? Um, why do we make any of what we make and what's our, what's our goal? And for the longest time, you know, you know, if you know our story, we spent three years traveling in an RV and we love travel and travel's a lot of fun. And so for a long time, we sort of used that angle for what we were doing, right? Use, use money as a tool to live your dream or live your adventure. Right. And this sort of, um, uh, I don't know, uh, conjure, yeah, conjure up images of adventuring. And ultimately, I think that is, you know, great and fun and whatever. But well, but what we realized is that we define adventuring differently than totally. most people. Yes. And so like what we what we meant when we said that wasn't what other people thought. And yeah. so what I mean by that is even saying that we like traveled in the Airstream for three years is a little disingenuous because you we know, lived in an airstream yeah, for three years. And we planned to travel. Yes. But a lot of our travel plans ended up about a year and a half. Getting about half of getting it. um interrupted because of family stuff that was a bigger priority. Yep. P- priority. I just said that like really weird. <laughs> priority to us than traveling. Um and so our adventure was being able to structure our life around um helping support family when that was needed. Um, and that was, that was really meaningful for us. And, and so we realized like, oh, wow, like what we thought of as adventure is not at all like what actually, what actually matters and what is actually yeah. our adventure. When, when push came to shove, we chose what was more important to us. And when you say adventure, like, like you were saying, 
most people don't necessarily get that interpretation. Yes. And so we wanted to rethink, yeah, rethink the way that we do the intro because adventure like just traveling is a little bit superficial. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's really yeah, I think more you, important things. I think that's exactly the right word. I think when you use that adventure phrasing, it typically does make think, people think of more, more superficial things. Totally. So what we did is we went through this framework from uh, this guy that I really like. His name's Brian Harris, runs a company called Grow Tools and really helps people with their marketing and with the way that they structure their company, I guess. And there's a little bit of behind the scenes for Money, but he uses this framework for creating a mission, right? For why your company exists. That is belief, problem, solution, mission. And for us, uh, the belief that we wanted to start with is we believe that in order for people to build a fulfilling and purpose-driven life, people need to have the freedom and flexibility to do what matters to them. One of the problems that keeps people from being able to fulfill that belief to uh, to actually, you know, do what matters to them is their stress and unsettled feelings about money. Money holds them back from doing that. So the solution that we provide is a step-by-step roadmap to guide financially unsettled people to use their money as a tool to do more of what matters. That's what we do when I do one-on-one coaching. That's what we do in our group coaching program. And that's what we also hope to do uh, on this podcast and our YouTube channel as we create content. So ultimately, all of that sort of culminates in this mission statement that Mapped Out Money exists to guide financially unsettled people on how to use money as a tool to do more of what matters to them. Thus, the new intro of, you know, that instead of the adventure (laughs) phrasing. Yeah, so the whole point of this episode is really to just give you a little bit of behind the scenes and give you a better idea of what to expect uh, content-wise, I guess, from Mapped Out Money in 2022. Yeah, and at least at least maybe our focus. And and we've spent, you know, we spent a little bit of time on this, so I think it's fun. It would be fun maybe to dive into the language that we chose and why we why we chose that language. Yeah. And hopefully it's something that you resonate with. Yeah, we can tell people what we're trying to do. So then when we put things out and it doesn't do it, they're like, mm, they tried. Like, mm, they missed the mark there. They tried. <laughs> <laughs> so going back to, you know, the the language of this mission statement, right? Why do we exist? Mapped out money exists to guide financially unsettled people on how to use money as a tool to do more of what matters to them. So who do we help? We help people that are unsettled with their finances. What does that mean? We went back and forth a lot on like, who do we help? Do we help, you know, people who are stressed out about their money? Do we help people who are in debt? Do we help people who aren't in debt but want to invest? You know, who is it that we help? And ultimately, you were the one, I think, that... Well, I think we started out with unstable. Unstable, And saying yeah. unstable. And we were like, well, it's really, it's really not about just if you're unstable, because there's plenty of people who are making plenty of money every month, and they're not living paycheck to paycheck... Or maybe they are, but they're still making enough that it's not like it's not like a ooh scary to paycheck to paycheck kind of thing. Yep. But they still just look back and go like, "Where did my money go?" Yeah. Like I'm making all this money and I don't know where it's going. Um, and so just that unsettled feeling of like, man, I'm really not I'm really not accomplishing what I want to with this, even though the money's there. Yep. I, I would I would say it's like it's anybody who feels like they're currently not using their money in the best way possible yeah. to do the things that they care about. 
And of course, that's going to capture people who are stressed out about money and people who are in debt or people who are struggling with it. But it's also going to, like you said, capture, you know, and go beyond that to we want you to be conscious with your money and try to use it in the best way possible to do the things you care about. Yeah. So that brings us to this, like, what matters most language. And um, we, when we were talking about this, kind of the, uh, well, I guess an example of it is kids going to college now are faced with this decision of like, okay, what school am I going to go to uh, if I if I choose that I want to go the college path? And then like, how much am I willing to pay for this college education? And I think, um, I think that's a really important question as parents to like help your kids think through because it comes down to like, okay, well, what's going to matter to you when you graduate? And the, the answer probably realistically is you don't know. So then in the present tense, what what should you optimize for? And it's what we talk about all the time, and that's future flexibility. So how do you do that? Well, if if your kid is trying to decide whether to go to a community college or to a college where they're going to come out with or, you know, do the first two years at a community college or whatever, or go somewhere where they're going to spend four years and come out with a hundred or one hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of debt or, you know, whatever, that is not choosing future flexibility. No, not at all. But why does that matter? Because I think a lot of kids, that's just not even like a real number to a lot of people. And um, so how, why, why does that matter? And how do you show them that that matters? And it's like, okay, well, like when I was in PT school, um, there were several people who wanted to work in the pediatric field. But in general, it's a lower paying position to be in as far as the PT world is concerned. So a lot of them were looking at jobs that weren't going to pay as much. And a lot of them had a significant amount of student debt. And so they ended up going different, different working, working jobs in a setting that they really didn't want to be in, but it paid more money. And, you know, that's what they needed. Yes. And also, like one of my professors pointed out, like, hey, you know, if you get out and you get in a situation like where you're uncomfortable doing what they're asking you to do or whatever, you want to be in a position where you have the flexibility to walk away from that. You don't want to be so handcuffed by your student loans and your mortgage and whatever else you're taking on that you can't afford to to change jobs and, you know, go a different route. And and so I remember them talking about that. And, and I just, um, you know, obviously, that's just one small example of where this comes into play. But I think it's a it's a good one that most of us have um, at least experience from the sidelines of watching somebody else do it, even if you don't have your own kids or whatever. And, and I think it's a, a great... Um, it's a really tangible example. Yes, I of, think it's a tangible example. Of there you go. a place that if you're not careful, you can get yourself into a really locked in position and you feel financially handcuffed to a, a place that you don't want to be. Because it's not just college. It's, this is the financial decisions we make every day. Totally. And you know, are we putting handcuffs on our future self and making it to where we're not going to have the flexibility to do what matters to us because of these past decisions that we've made. And we don't want to be in that scenario. And that's, you know, in the last episode, we talked a lot about, you know, not tripping over dollars to pick up pennies by cutting out little bitty small things, but then overextending yourself on these bigger items like your house 
housing, your cars, your education. And that's really a lot of what we're talking about here. It is trying to get yourself into a position that allows you to have the freedom and flexibility to do what matters to you. College is a great example and the job afterwards. And and that really brings me to like another big example is, you know, working at a company, like you were saying, that wants you to do things that you don't want to do. These and could be this is really like big things or really small things. So important, especially now. Totally. I mean, like you're, you're seeing this. You're, with... you're seeing this all over the board and all over the political spectrum, no matter what you believe, yes. where if you're not aligned with what that company uh, decides is uh, the truth or the way that you should be aligned or what you should stand for or believe in, then you could lose your job or, you know, you know, face other consequences. And what happens is if you're not in a position financially to be able to walk away comfortably, then you're either not going to stand up if you feel like that's what you should do, uh, or you're not going to feel like you can quit. And so what most people end up doing because they've gotten themselves, they got, you know, they got the house, they got the kids, they got, you know, this, that debt, credit cards, all these things, and they're not in a comfortable financial position. So they end up sort of putting their heads down and just sort of going along with it and living in this really not ideal or potentially even um, ethically compromising situation. Obviously, that's true with really big stuff, but it could even be really, you know, smaller things too. Like I even think about the amount of overtime that I used to work, you know, as an engineer. I think I've told this story before, but a big reason that pushed me to start looking at alternatives for work was you know, getting a phone call on that holiday weekend. You know, Hannah and I were going out camping and we were loading up our car and we were going to be gone. I think it was like Memorial Day or Labor Day. I can't remember which one. We were um, going to, you know, go be gone for three days, go camping. And I got a call on Friday afternoon saying, hey, we need you out here in California. Um, we lived in Tennessee at the time. We need you in California tomorrow, Saturday on a holiday weekend. And I was so frustrated and so just angry because I, I worked all this overtime all the time. I constantly traveled for them. I constantly did what was expected of me. And still, like, you couldn't catch a break. And uh, I ended up, I think, um, we, we did go for a little bit, but we left the trip early and I flew out, was out there on, on that Monday, on that holiday. But I knew in that moment that we needed to get our stuff in order financially and in our career so that I wouldn't have to do that because I didn't want to, do you that don't want to be doing that life. like in the future when we have kids. Bingo. So the, that's a huge reason of like when we say we want you to be able to have the freedom and flexibility and use your money to do what matters to you. That's a big piece of what we're talking about. We want you to have that financial freedom to be able to do what you feel like is what you need to do and not be handcuffed financially and not be able to make those decisions. Yeah. And, um, you know, why do we have these conversations where we talk about all these things that are seemingly unrelated to finance in some ways. And that is because it comes down to the fact that we believe most people are kind of drifting through life totally in a lot of ways, yep. not just with their finances. And that a lot of us find ourselves in this pattern of decision-making of doing things because of status, just to fit in with the people around us. And so in order to make any significant change and in order to to really um, benefit from any 
financial advice or anything like that that anybody gives you, you kind of have to have this moment where you take off the blinders or to go with the Matrix reference because for some reason we've been on a Matrix kick lately. Um, (laughs) You know, take the red pill and see like, oh, okay, most of the people around me are just drifting. They're not consciously thinking all of these things through and like making the the best decision to do what matters to them. And, um, you know, it goes back to that Michael Hyatt quote that what, what's the quote exactly? You won't drift to a place that you would have previously chosen. Yes. So, okay. So these people around me are drifting and they're probably not going to end up in a place that they would have chosen for themselves. It's just going to be like, Oh, I'm kind of here. It's subpar. And so recognizing that if you model your choices, including your financial choices after what you see them doing, then you're just drifting right there along with them. And you're probably going to end up in a destination that is also subpar. And so we want to have these bigger conversations around money because you have to figure out what does matter to me. Yes. Like what is worth spending on to me? What's worth saving for? What's what is, worth investing for? What am I trying to build for my family? Like, you know, what what is the bigger picture of what I'm trying to do? And it's not about a number yes. with your money. Yep. It is it is that destination that you would have previously chosen. Okay, great. Let's actually sit let's down choose and it, choose that destination. And then let's work towards it. And then let's use our money to to make that happen. So yeah, every every conversation that we have, every video that we put out, like that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, is, that's, that's the framework we're in. And that is the sort of outcome that we're looking for. And we're really, really excited, I think, about 2022 and and what it means for Mapped Out Money and what it means for hopefully helping you use your money to do more of what matters to you. And trying to to dig a little bit deeper and, and really making that um, a, a priority for for you rather than just um, a superficial yeah let's let's get more money. But we do like more money. We do like more money. It definitely uh, <laughs> it definitely helps us do more of what matters, which I also really like doing. And that brings us to <laughs> stuff we like. So this week we have a stuff we like that's not really... We can't really say that we like it yet because yeah. we haven't actually watched it. We haven't watched it. We, we watched, watched the first like five minutes. Yeah. And I'm very intrigued. And that is the Bob Ross documentary. And again, this ties back to the last episode because um, Melissa McCarthy... Mentioned she it. produced it or Her husband and her it. co-produced it, uh, directed, researched something. They're involved in it. Yes, they produced it. Melissa McCarthy and her husband. Uh, she was talking about it on that podcast interview with Conan O'Brien. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because I, I like um, Bob Ross because we listened to The uh, the Way I Heard It. I was going to say, I, we know a little bit about his story because of uh, Mike Rowe's podcast. Yes. And uh, it was super interesting. And I just, I like the Bob Ross energy and, yes. you know, his whole like, there's an artist inside all of us. So I loved I, in the first five minutes, his like son shows up in one of the scenes and it's, and he's so like, he's so chill and he's like, Hey everybody, today we've got my son, Steve on the show. Steve say, Hey, he's like, Thanks, hello Dad. everybody. Hello everybody. <laughs> it's so, uh, it's just so funny. I know you can feel your blood pressure going down when yep. you watch Bob Ross. But anyways, I think, um, the, I don't know this, but I think from the comments that I've heard that there's, you know, kind of a, a darker side to this documentary and that it, it's not all 
happy-go-lucky. And I mean, you can kind of tell that by the title. The title's like greed something and something. I don't know. <laughs> wow. Very, <laughs> that was informative. very good. Happy accident. Hang on. Let me, <laughs> let me look it up. Give me a second. The title is uh, greed something, 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 something. Hang on. We're <laughs> you guys there. should go watch this video. It's called Greed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Here we something. go. Here we go. Here we go. Bob Ross, Happy Accidents, Betrayal, and Greed. So, um, you know, there's going to be a darker side, but I don't think it's like negative about Bob Ross. I think it's just in general, the surrounding situation of things that happen with business and whatever. Well, we're, we're planning to decorate our Christmas tree tomorrow and watch (laughs) Bob Ross, uh, draw, paint, happy little trees. So I think it'll be, uh, it'll be a good fit. You know, I didn't know that he died at the age of 52. He was young, super young. This is going to be sad. Maybe I don't like it. <laughs> We're going to have to find something happy to we'll, follow we'll up. Let you know. We'll let you know on the next one. Okay. So I don't know. Is, is there really, there's really not mm-hmm. a summary for this. Mm-hmm. If you made it this far, if you cared to know what's going on with Mount Out Money, thanks yep. for listening. Thank you so much for listening. It really does mean a ton to us. We're excited for 2022. We hope you are as well. And let's all go out there and... Use our money for what matters, you <laughs> know? Given like a like a locker room talk right That's now. That's right. <laughs> well, I don't know what put you're your, Put your uh, arms in the circle and say, one, two, three, go. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Thanks, y'all, for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye.